Good morning. This morning we're going to be talking about the Ascension. The Episcopalians would tell us we are doing it a few days too late that um, the Ascension happens exactly 40 days after Easter, not 40 and some change. But here we are talking about it anyway. And as we talk about it, I wanted to talk to you some about the company Wish. Now, I don't know how many of you know Wish. It was a company that was actually founded out of California, designed specifically for online shopping from your phone. That was the whole business model behind it. Something that people could mindlessly scroll through and add to carts, not go on a website to get something easier. So that's how it started. That's not how it has ended up. At this point, Wish is known for its very strange assortment of offerings of products. Because sellers can post directly, it's also known for kind of these Asian novelty items. And you never quite know if what you order from Wish is what you get. There are plenty of things you can find online where people order something or thought they were ordering something and get something totally different. The moral of most of those stories is never order clothing from Wish. But a few days ago, a friend of mine got an advertisement for Wish in her Facebook feed, and it popped up with, here are things you might be interested in. And she shared a few of those photos out of the like, what? What, Wish? What were you thinking? And so I thought you all might appreciate seeing some of those today. Now, I did edit these for just the G-rated ones, the list was much more inclusive. So first of all, we have these, what I am going to call cat mittens. I think that's what they could reasonably be called. I realize they're plastic. The cat looks surprisingly not unhappy while wearing them, which I believe most cats would be highly displeased by them. But here we are. The next one is a brown thing. At least some of my friends in debate said this is a mushroom or some kind of packaged mushrooms. I would say that these are definitely not mushrooms. They look more like cork, but I could be wrong. Next up, we have snakes. And I would point out that snakes, plural, and these don't look like stuffed snakes or anything like that. They look like real snakes. And so this may be has more of the questions of logistics for me, but the next one has the most questions about what is it? Because it looks like a bird carrier. It looks like a bird carrier. I'm not sure why you would need to carry a bird in this way. So I share all of those with you, all of these strange wish products. Because the truth is that I think they actually point really well to the way that I feel about Ascension. Luke is actually the only gospel writer who talks about the Ascension, about when Jesus returns to heaven. Every other gospel writer ends in a different way with post-resurrection appearances for sure, but not Jesus ascending into heaven. And Luke is also the author of Acts writing this whole story, not just of gospel, but of the new church and the early church and their first years together. 
And so I do think he includes the ascension because he is very much living in the problem of we have this experience of a resurrected Lord. We know this happened along with the church's lived reality that they can't quite get it together. They're not quite sure what this new reality means for them. They're not quite sure to narrate how to narrate their story. And so Luke makes sure and tells us about the ascension to give us an idea of their experience, to give us an idea of what's going forward. Because the truth is, the ascension points to the fact that the early church is going on in their new reality with Jesus no longer physically present with them, whether they like it or not. And so they have to figure this out. And when we talk about the reality of them having to figure this out, I am very much reminded from a scene from Friends. I believe the episode is the one with the cop. We think of it more readily as the one with the couch. Ross is going to buy a new couch. He finds one he likes. It's the perfect couch. And when he sees the delivery fee, he decides that it is better to take it home himself and carry it the three blocks than get it upstairs to his apartment. So he and Rachel end up carrying the couch all the way to the apartment, only three blocks. Gets a little dusty and dirty along the way, and then they realize they can't get it up the steps. So watch this scene as Rachel arrives with reinforcements. So I think that that scene actually tells us more of an idea of the experiences of the early church as they're trying to figure out a new normal. They are trying to pivot and make a change. They are trying to adapt to the fact that Jesus is still with them, but not in the way they were used to. They're trying to figure out what does our mission as church look like in this place? What are we called to be? What is our new way of doing things? This is a church that doesn't have deacons or elders or orders or anything. This is a church that's meeting in people's houses. This is a church that is scared, that is persecuted. This is a church that is waiting for the next thing. And I am betting that in all of that waiting and figuring out, there are plenty of people who are shouting, shut up, shut up, shut up in response to the changes that the church has to make. So, if you're familiar with the Friends episode, you already know the ending. And for the rest of you, the couch ends up like this. We don't know all of the steps along the way. We don't know exactly what resulted in a couch being sawed in half to get it from the steps, but it was. And so this is the scene where Ross is trying to return the couch and avoid that conversation entirely. And I think that Luke is writing because he knows unless somebody gives the church a new story, a new reality, something to live into, 
then they're going to end up like this couch, broken and messy and not at all what they were created to be. And so as this pivot in the early church is getting messy, Luke is like, I need to help them get there. So he writes Acts later to tell them all about that early church, to narrate the story much cleaner and nicer than it really was. He especially tells us the story of ascension as a pivot, a pivot to what will be from what was. I actually like to think of Luke as a mathematician named Caroline Zunkel. Hang with me for just a moment. Because not that long ago, Caroline Zunkel, who um, did some math for fun as a mathematician, and she figured out that the couch could have indeed gone up the stairs quite easily. Maybe if they'd had professional movers, they could have figured it out just fine. And she made this handy dandy diagram. There's math. There's ideas of measurements of things based on the TV show. But the solution was in fact not just a pivot, but a pivot and a tilt. They needed more oomph than just the one thing could give them. So Luke, like Caroline, has the ability to give the church, to give us a different story. One of pivot, one of pivot until one of figuring out something new and doing it well. Not ending up the beaten and battered end product that doesn't do what it was created to be. The thing that is exactly what it was intended to be. And so Luke helps them retell this story. But we're still sitting not with ascension when we talk about that. We're not sitting with resurrection anymore in ascension. We're sitting in a little bit of nowhere. The story is Jesus ascends to heaven and they hang out at the temple and worship. They're waiting to see what is coming next. They're waiting, they're wondering, they're praying. They're hoping beyond hope for that pivot and tilt, the thing that will get them to something, into something new. But in the meantime, there's some very good news that that nowhere of the pivot, before we figured out the tilt, is still a holy place. It is still a good place of waiting for the church, for each of us, and for all of us.